Hey, welcome to the PlayStation Report, everybody. Citizens of the internet. I don't want to call you all that. That's kind of fucking weird. That's weirdo shit. Uh, Tyler's here with me. We're doing the PlayStation Report. Um, it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, we did like a short cycle one. It just feels like it's been forever and a lot of shit has happened. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit, for sure. Mm. How you doing? I am... Uh, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm working myself to death. Um, you know, just trying to build up some cash, some cash money. So maybe I can spend that cash money on some fun stuff. You know. Yeah, putting some money in the bank. Mm, as yeah. the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not much, really, though. I mean, if you want to get into it, did you watch the IndyCar Road Race? I did, yes. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> fucking Colton Herta, man. Whoo! Oh, dude. Whew. Dude, that was one of the greatest saves I have ever seen anyone make in any racing car ever in my life, watching racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very convoluted, but man, oh, that was so cool. Just how he saved that. Reminded me a lot of... Uh, that clip, I don't know if you saw that clip of Max Verstappen, I think, in Brazil in, like, 2014 or 15. Even, I think even another one happened where he was literally just, like, power sliding around a corner. Because mm-hmm. he lost it but was able to save it. It looked like, like fucking Mario Kart shit. And it reminded me a little bit of that. I mean, that dude's got a lot of talent, Colton Herta. That dude should maybe be looking at maybe getting an F1 seat. Especially if, oh, and- yeah. especially if uh, Andretti does do the F1 thing. Yeah, even that or or McLaren, you know, whenever. Yeah. They inevitably drop Danny Ricardo. Yeah. Um, but cuz he he is testing with McLaren at some point this year. Um So yeah, a, a part of me really really wants Colton Herter to like win the Indy 500 and win the championship this year so he could be done with any car and go to F1. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Very that selfish would, of me, but <laughs> yeah, that would be uh quite amazing. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Indy Five Hundred coming up in two weeks. Yeah, dude. No, mem- next week. Yeah, next next week. weekend. Memorial yeah. Day weekend is just is going to be great. I mean, you got you got oh, yeah. the Indy Five Hundred. You got, I mean, you got Monaco. You got the spectacle of Monaco, <laughs> um, and right. then you have that the Coke Six Hundred. Yes, um, and yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of miles being put down. I think. That weekend, they're also doing the Nuremberg Nuremberg uh, twenty four hour race. Mm-hmm. So I think you're I think you're right there. So yeah, a lot of uh, motorsport to watch next weekend. This weekend we have uh, Barcelona. Yep. Uh, we'll see how these cars go around it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have to say that about every track because I don't know what these tracks are going to throw up. Uh, I, I feel like Barcelona is going to be a good. Uh, Measuring stick, though, um, a, a a course that has traditionally not been had, that has traditionally had some sleepier races. We'll see if that changes. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, uh, yeah, a few things. One, maybe Mercedes will be good. We'll see. They they seem to be uh, in a better spot uh, than they've been. So um, they seem pretty quick. So you know that could just 
make a you know a three way fight for the title. I'm all I'm all for it. Um, and then two, how about that Aston Martin? Have, did, you, did you see that? Oh, uh, that they basically copied Red Bull's entire car design. <laughs> wow. No, I did like, not see this. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have just, to go look. Yeah, look it up. The FIA said it's legal, but my goodness, they copied everything from the side pods to uh, the wings look very similar. The floor looks very similar. It is stunning. It's like a totally new car for them. But they were accused of doing that, I think, in the beginning of 2020 of copying Mercedes' 2019 car. And here they are again doing it. It's like... Yeah. Big Daddy Strolls just throwing his money around. Yep, trying to, Jesus you know... Christ. Trying to make Lance Stroll happen. Uh, I don't think Lance Stroll's going to ever happen. No. Oh, absolutely not. I agree. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I, I just... I've, I've been seeing pictures and reading stories about Aston Martin's new car, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it... I do agree with you. I'm very curious because these cars can follow better how well they'll race here. I have some high hopes. And then also, last thing I'll say is just almost every team, I think, except for Haas, have brought some form of upgrades to their car. So could maybe uh, change up the order a little bit, which could be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good benchmark. I mean, they test here, and now they're going to race here. So we'll see yeah. what those... What the first couple months of uh, Formula One have spit out development-wise. Yeah. Um, but this is not a racing... Actually, there's one more thing. Did, All right, did you, you see the e-scooter race? Oh, no, I heard about this, and I wanted to look at it, but I did not. I think you can look it up on YouTube. Let me, let me, yeah. let me, let me pull up YouTube and see, if, see what comes up when I... When I put yeah, a Googling. put in e scooter race, um, I mean, there's some clips here. Oh my god! Yeah, they have a, they have in, highlights. They, oh my! In London? Yeah, in London. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's spelled e scooter like S K O O T R. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh right. my god! I need, I need to look at this quick. Oh my, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, this was a series where um, last year they were they put out a call to action to people who would maybe want to compete in this, and you know, I I kind of went. I, I think I missed my calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this looks totally insane. I'm so happy that this is real. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anything yes. that goes can race. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is very good. All right, let's get into video games because uh, we've got plenty to talk about this week. Um, as far as video games I've been playing, I've continued doing some Peglin. Peglin is in early access. They have done some updates, some balance changes. So, uh, yeah, I'm keeping up with that. It's it's a lot of fun. Um I also played some more Elden Ring just before we did this podcast, and I I went down into the sewers. I did I did oh. some trekking around in the sewers, knee deep in shit. Um, 
I fought a boss down there, Mog, the Omen. And, uh, he, I, before that, I, I released, I released the Dung Eater. He was in prison down there, and I freed the Dung Eater to wreak <laughs> havoc on the world. All right. And it turns out I, I could summon him to help me with that boss fight, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so how was your experience with the Dung, dung Eater overall? He's, he, how would you say it went? Oh, he's... Goddamn, forgive me, but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he just oh, he just wants to fuck over everybody. He wants to kill mm. people and defile and defile their corpses. That's his whole thing. He's like, oh, he is. I mean, they don't explicitly say it. I I think he's a necrophiliac. It's kind of fucked up. You know, if if he's saying stuff like that, I, I would I would think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not a good dude, obviously. Um, but he helped me with that one boss. I'm eventually going to kill him. Let's be real. I'm eventually going to end his ass. Um, but, you know, so far as he's useful, I'll get use out of him. Yeah. You just use him, abuse him, then kill him. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. That's <laughs> that's so wrong out of context. You yeah. can't say yeah, that. Really, really, yeah, please no one uh Don't clip that clip out. That out. <laughs> yeah. Um I've got one more to talk about, Tyler, but first I'd I'd like to hear about what you've been playing. Did you finally finish Horizon? Yes I did. It took me fifty one hours to finish this game. So it's way longer than the first one. I so I w- I pretty much had the whole weekend and housed myself last weekend and I took off that Friday so I played a lot of video games over the weekend and I thought I'm like I'm gonna play Horizon pretty much all day on Friday and I will have it done tonight uh no that was not the case I probably played Horizon for I would say 13 hours maybe in two days and that's how long it took me to finish that game um yeah, there's there's just a lot there, and um, you know, one thing was I thought was kind of weird is that you are uh, somewhat, as the name says, you are pushing westward in this game. Like that is how you basically progress through the map uh, with side quests in the main story. And then once you get all the way to the west, is there some cool stuff out there? Yes. Is there not a lot to do out there? Yes. And I thought that was kind of bizarre. Um, they kind of created story reasons for it, but honestly, I thought it was really cool. Like, you're on the coast, and uh, one of the tall necks is, like, in the water, basically, and you have to figure out how to get on top of it. It just looked cool, especially when you go underwater. Like, this this game's just stunning uh, overall, but when you go underwater and there's fish everywhere and you see machines floating around, there's a tall neck stomping around. Like, man, there's just some really cool moments. And, uh, yeah. I overall did very much enjoy this game. It, the ending, I thought the last like handful of missions were really, really well done. Um, I felt like just about everything in this game was better than the first game, except the story. And I still enjoyed the story. I just didn't think it was as interesting overall. Uh, as the first game and that's kind of to be expected a little bit to me because 
the first game was such a mystery. Like, who is Aloy? What is this world? Why are there machines? Like, you know, uncovering that mystery was really exciting. Um, so that's kind of to be expected. But there were some really great moments at the end of the game. Um, I will say the game is a little odd balance-wise. Uh, I maxed out my level at 50 well before I even was on the final mission. And so I got to the final mission, and it was, like, really easy. Like, way easy, the final boss fight. I only died once out of just sheer stupidity, um, and then I got it the next time. And it was way easier once I kind of figure out what to do. And uh, the location of that boss fight was really dope. The scenery was amazing. It was it was cool. Uh, but, yeah, the, so the balance of it's a little little off and kind of like the first game like the economy's just way off like i ended up with thousands and thousands of uh metal shards to currency in these games and once again just kind of had nothing to really spend them on in my opinion mm. um and so the game does end and it absolutely sets up a third game i think i can definitely go for one more of these and then have gorilla move on do do something new because uh, I do really like this world. And, you know, they, they did make a, a a lot of fantastic steps in the right direction to me. One thing that I hope that they fix with the next game is just the weapons. Like, I like using the different weapons, but there's no reason to have ten different types of hunter bows, which is just like the common bow, that has three different types of arrows to them so you might end up with like multiple hunter bows but you kind of end up using the same weapon throughout the whole game because you want different arrow types i'm like why can't you just have aloy have one bow that you upgrade throughout the game and craft new arrows for it maybe you have to find recipes for them to craft it or do a quest or buy it but why why make it more complicated like, why not just give me one type of hunter bow, one type of launcher, one type of the, the spike launchers? Like, I don't understand. And, and then you can upgrade it and outfit it as you want. Um, so I hope they really clean that stuff up. Because um, I, I just felt like it was over overly convoluted. Um, Tyler, I have a question. Yeah. Do they ever give so, you gun? Do, do, you, do, get gu- you, do you get gun? Do you get gun in video game? it depends what you would classify as a gun there's a few weapons that you can rip off of like in the first game rip off of some of the machines that are kind of machine gun like okay so Um, all right all right hold on hold on one second so enemies have gun some of them yes and there's certain human enemies without spoiling anything that actually do have a legitimate sort of gun yes so i'm I'm struggling to understand why a aloy doesn't have gun just as a basic as one of her options yeah i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it I, I see your point there i think because all all of their weapons are like reverse engineered stuff from the machines right a lot of them are yeah yeah Especially, like, the more advanced stuff that's meant to take down machines. Like, a lot of that stuff is made from the machines, and the machines have gun. Why does Aloy not have gun? 
Yeah, because <laughs> it's not as fun to use a gun as opposed to a bow. Why oh. not? Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, like, there, there is a weapon. I'm forgetting what it's called. But basically, it, it almost felt like, like a Gatling gun, almost. Like, it's a big, heavy weapon that Aloy carries around. And it fires, basically, the one I had, at least. There might be different types of it. But the one I had fired up to six shots in very rapid succession and then she had to kind of let it cool down and then go again but it fired very much like a gatling gun in a way mm. and that thing in the end game that thing was fucking baller because if the enemy if the machine was susceptible to like i had mine do a, a shock and freeze dude if that thing would go down in a heartbeat and uh it, it was it was really fun to use um yeah, it's a cool game. I enjoyed my time with it for sure. Mm. I uh, like I said, I can go for one more of these. After that, I would like Gorilla to do something different. I'll say that. Yeah. You got your eyes on anything else, or have you started anything else? Yeah. So I am probably three quarters of the way through Tunic now. I went back to that. Um, this game is an absolute blast to play. Um, I'm enjoying just about every moment of the game. Uh, I have unlocked a whole bunch of different areas, different tools, uh, and went into a few areas that I absolutely should not have been in. But that is the joy of this game. Uh, it can be frustrating sometimes to like not know uh, where, where to go, or that one little thing that you need to do, but at the same time, like just losing yourself in this world and just exploring is so much fun. Uh, the game's just, it's stunning. Um, but the one thing I'll say, I will fully admit, I have turned on invincibility mode in certain spots of this game. And this game is hard. It is very hard. But I feel like... It's hard in a frustrating way to me because I feel like the character, the combat, isn't as like smooth or fast and frenetic as it needs to be for how difficult the game is, basically. like I just feel like I can't move fast enough to get away from the enemy, to kind of reset myself. I feel like uh, I can't, uh, you know... Kind of like I can understand the enemy's pattern, but the animations are a little wonky to the point of like kind of figuring that stuff out and and roll, dodge rolling around all that stuff or blocking. So there's sometimes I just get kind of frustrated. I'm just like, you know what? I mean, I'm completely enjoying almost every other aspect of this game so, so, so much that I just kind of don't, don't necessarily care for the challenge. I think it's cool that this mode is there for people that want to explore it and. I have no shame in in admitting that. I mean, I think this game's just really good, though. I would I would highly highly recommend it. Um, the music is just so good. One of my favorite soundtracks of the year for sure. So is that the plan? Try to beat Tunic before F one twenty twenty two comes out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to do a few things. Uh, Tunic. I'm I'm hopefully gonna have finished somewhat soon. I'm plowing my way through Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Um, Nothing to really say there. It's a Pokemon game. 
I'm enjoying myself, just kind of chilling out with it. Hey, should I get um, that? Like, I'm kind of itching. Should I get that, or should I wait until this fall? If it depends on how much you're itching for it. Uh, if you just want a Pokemon experience, uh, I think this is probably fine. But it is very much that. It's like it's very much uh, more of an old school. Uh, like DS title. I mean, it is a DS title that they remade, but they didn't really change it that much. Uh, so it's not like Sword and Shield that, you know, it's more 3D, a little bit more open, uh, different things to do. Um, in it, it's it doesn't have that, really. It's, it's very much a faithful remake of Diamond. Okay, so I never played Diamond and Pearl. Does that change that answer? Um, or yeah, is diamond I mean, is diamond and pearl important in like this series of Pokemon? Other than just being a new generation, does it do anything? That int- did it introduce anything that was kind of important to the series that I might be interested in looking at? To me, I don't think it does. Uh, and even in my days, really hardcore playing Pokemon. I remember that when this game came out and liking it, but it very much being my least favorite generation. Mm. Um, like I even like black and white more that came after this um, X and Y. I pretty much like every generation more except Sun and Moon, and that's a that's a hot take. Mm. I think. Yeah, Sun, um, Sun and Moon did some things structurally that were that they they were experimenting a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and I don't think. Those were necessarily not all of them were bad. It's just that game just held your hand so badly mm-hmm. that it just literally annoyed the shit out of me. You couldn't go uh, any distance without someone talking to you and telling you something. It's like Jesus Christ, shut up. Uh, let me just play the game. So it is kind of refreshing in a way to go back to this sort of game and you know just be able to you know, go an hour and a half of you're just kind of exploring and battling and catching Pokemon. That's kind of fun. Uh, So I don't think this game did anything revolutionary for Pokemon. I do think if you've never played it, it's probably still worth playing through because, you know, it is a Pokemon game. And if you like that formula, I think there's there's some fun stuff there. There's some cool Pokemon for sure. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been like bouncing back and forth being like... do I play that one, or do I do I try Arceus? Because I hear Arceus is like completely different mm. from a lot of Pokemon stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then real quick, the last thing that I did is I did do some Gran Turismo Seven, and I did some some sport mode. Finally, I did some online racing. Awesome. How how'd you do? How was it? How was your experience going into sport mode? <laughs> Uh, a little mixed. Um, my qualifying pace is needs vastly improved. <laughs> mm. I'll say that I, some of the times that I saw other people doing kind of shocked me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But then my race pace I felt was really fine. I was really I was passing cars. I was keeping it on the road. I think one race I went from twelfth to fifth, yeah. and I could have finished. I could have finished second, but it was me. We were on the Nurburgring, uh, the small version. And uh, the GP me, circuit? 
Yeah, the GP circuit. And it was me and I think two other, three other cars. And we were going into one of the final turns. And I just kind of pulled down to the inside to kind of just protect, you know, the that, that corner so no one could pass me. What does the dude do? He just runs into my ass, pushes me completely wide, and I lose all those positions. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was that was frustrating. So there's stuff like that that still still fucking happens. But uh, what were you driving? Um, damn, what was I driving? Uh, the the one on the Nurburgring was a race where they made you choose between two different cars, and that's it. Oh, was it? Uh, oh, okay. It was, was it? Was it the uh, Toyota Supra and uh, BRC, yes. and the yes. Subaru BRC? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I was driving the Toyota. I think. Um, and then the other one that I did was a GR three race, and I was driving uh, a McLaren. Mm, okay. And I noticed everybody was driving a Beetle. Oh, I don't know if you've so, seen this thing, the Beetle. So here's the thing. Forgetting. The, here's the thing with with the Beetle in Group Three. Mm-hmm. It allows. It is so easy to handle that it allows people to turn off traction control entirely, uh, which allows them to deploy more power because it just doesn't matter with that gotcha. car. Okay. That car is not going to spin around because you're on the throttle too much. Okay. I got you. That would make sense. And so, yeah, everybody was using that. And I'm like, well, this isn't really fun. Mm. Um, the race was fine. I think I went from 10th to 6th or something like that. Like, I finished 6th and I, I started way lower than that. But, yeah. So, it, it's mixed. I, I I really, really love when you're racing people that, like, kind of get it. And, you know, they're, they're respectful and they're there to have fun but race hard. And when someone just runs up your ass into a corner just to run you off the road, fuck that. Mm. That's, that shit's frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah, generally you see a lot less of that in the longer races um, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's just more of a time commitment there. There's like people are less likely to just be complete jackasses uh, because, you know, right. it's, it's just a waste of their time as well. Um, right. Because the penalties for that do get pretty severe. <laughs> Like they do, they slow you down yeah. for like five or up. I think I've even seen up to a ten second penalty once. Like when you're slowed down and you just see everyone drive past you and you know what you did. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But I'm 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 looking forward to playing a lot more. Of are you go, are I, you gonna? I, just I think the there's an event this weekend, Tyler. Are you going to do the Manufacturers Cup? I probably won't this weekend, but I really do want to do one of those okay. for sure. All right, sometime soon. So. We've we've got to we've got to participate in the same cup sometime so we can see who yeah who ranks higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'll definitely be you, but I'm totally down to do that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and plus we've also just got to race like sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I did do one race on the Daytona Oval. Like, it was just a lobby that someone made. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. crushed those fools. Yeah. I crushed them so hard. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, uh, what else did you, you play? You said you had one yeah, other thing? Yeah, I have one more. It is on every platform except PlayStation, as is tradition for <laughs> games that I like to bring here sometimes. Um, 
It's on Game Pass. It's called Citizen Sleeper. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. How is it? It Tyler, this might be one of this might be wait for it, a sleeper for my game of the year. <laughs> Ooh. Um I'm not terribly far in it, into it. It's a very short game. Um I'm looking at how long to beat right now. So main story is like five and a half hours, main and an extra eight hours, completionist ten hours. It's a small game. Um it's a role-playing game uh, mixed with some tabletop-like mechanics. Uh, so the concept of this game, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, um, is that you are a copy of a human consciousness put into a synthetic body. And you are owned by a company to basically perform slave labor. And the way they keep you in that system is a drug that maintains the integrity of your body and makes sure that you don't break down. Um, because it is a synthetic body. It's called planned obsolescence. Um, in a way that, you know, we, we've heard that term before in the in real life is when it comes to, you know, phones and, you know, the batteries of phones. And, you know, I think Apple's even been sued because of this kind of stuff. Um, but in this world, like, it's your body is planned to be obsolete if you don't get this drug that the company owns the manufacturing of owns all the rights to so pretty much they're your only source for that for this drug to make sure that you can stay alive um so your character decides to try to escape the system um and part, like part of the balance is hey how do i get some get some black market versions of this drug that'll keep me alive how do i main how do i make keep myself fed like performing labor and all of that and all of this is done through um different actions that are kind of on this board that you're looking at uh and you get dice every cycle um you have like a home base that that tips the cycle over and pretty based on like your condition like how recently you've had a stabilizer drug, uh, how well fed you are, will determine, like, how many dice you get. And um, the dice get assigned values at the start of the cycle, and the dice have chances to uh, do things for each action. Say, like, there's an action that you want to do. Uh, a, a six die will guarantee a positive outcome. Um, like, a... One through five, you have, a ch like, uh, I mean, th the chances change, like, one through six. But six is like, hey, you're going to get a positive outcome. Uh, five is like, you get a 50-50, it'll be a positive outcome or a neutral outcome. And then it goes all the way down to, like, you. there are negative outcomes as well. Chances for negative outcomes on these actions. So you kind of have to be smart about how you assign these die throughout the cycle. Um, to kind of advance, like, story plots. Like, there are clocks that you're ticking over with each of these actions as well. Um, it has a lot of those kind of tabletop mechanics in this game, and it is, from what I've played so far, a pretty well-written story. It is an interesting story, It is, and uh, it's, it's one that ha has me wanting to, you know, potentially... I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but maybe I'll try, like, a different playthrough as well, trying to explore different uh, characters characters that are uh, on this on this map with me. Um, but yeah, it's, mm. it's very interesting. 
Yeah, this sounds interesting. I, I like the I like the concept of it for sure. I like I like weird sci-fi stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely like I I definitely recommend it. Especially, it's easy to recommend because it is such a short game. Um, like I I think if like I I have a pretty big break coming up. Um, and I I think I'll probably finish Citizen Sleeper during that break. I'm also looking to maybe try to finish Elden Ring. Maybe Ooh, do a man. big push for Elden Ring. Try to finish yeah. that. But yeah, Citizen Sleeper, just fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's it for the video games I've been playing. Time to look into the news about video games. Uh, the first bit of news I have in here is when we'll get more news. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> The news yeah. is when you'll get more news. Um, there's a there's an update for the June June gaming showcase streaming schedule. Um, we've got the summer game. I mean, this is I'm just going to go through the schedule that we have so far. Summer Game Fest, 11 a.m. on June 9th. Uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. God, fuck time zones. Am I right? Uh, yeah. June 10th, Netflix Geek Week. Um, I mean, I imagine this is mostly about shows, but some of those shows are based on video games. And I know, Tyler, you just love talking about shows based on video games. So. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what this is. They did this last year, too, and had some decent stuff in there, like new trailers and stuff for yeah. like The Witcher, I think, showed up. So. And Netflix has experimented with games on their platform as well. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there could could be a little little bit of that. Um, Netflix is also very much on fire, if you haven't read the news on them. <laughs> so, be interesting to see what they have. Yeah, I mean, when you don't, when you fucking cut projects after the first season, it's kind of hard to keep people invested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that, for sure. And when you keep doing that and then also raise the price to be more than your competitors, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, also on June 10th is the Tribeca Game Spotlight at noon Eastern, 3 p- uh, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot, lot of games there as well. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking for, they, they say a Plague Tale Requiem is going to be there. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Cuphead DLC will be there. Um, Oxen Free 2, some other stuff. So cool. Very nice. June 11th, we'll have the Gorilla Collective. Um, which, like, I find that to be a very confusing name. Oh, because yeah, you, have, you have Gorilla Games, which is absolutely not going to be here. Because, wait, yeah, right? Gorilla Games would... No, they're they're not involved with this at all. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, lots of indie games there. That's eight a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Eastern on June eleventh. Also, June eleventh, Wholesome Games Direct, uh, at nine thirty a.m. This is not a Nintendo Direct, to be clear. <laughs> they just decided to use the direct. Nintendo doesn't own the word direct, but I don't know. I mean, this is nine thirty. Pacific, twelve thirty PM Eastern. Um, yeah, 
yeah. lots of indie games there. There's the Future Games Show, which is run by Games Radar. Uh, that's also noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And then June 12th, we got Xbox and Bethesda at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. There's not going to We didn't yes. put it in the news, but I mean, we're going to find out what they're going to do about Starfield and Redfall not coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine we'll see those games, but yeah, those are massive holes to fill, especially Starfield. I mean, yeah, this fall for Xbox is looking incredibly bleak. I mean, unless, so. like, fucking Obsidian's game is going to come out. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, they, they crank stuff out, so maybe. And, I mean, there's a rumor of, like, a Gears of War, like, Master Chief-like collection cool but that's not that's not going to be like pushing consoles um yeah it's no starfield so i have no idea what they might have so yeah management's a little weird over there at xbox right now but you know they don't want starfield to come out and be a total shit show and yeah i saw some people saying that starfield would not have been delayed if it wasn't for microsoft owning bethesda they're probably right on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Starfield probably yeah, wouldn't we'll have see. been announced if they didn't know that uh, Xbox might have been coming to yeah. buy Bethesda. Potentially, they they might not have put a date on it. Because I, th- I I think they yeah. they announced Starfield before Xbox bought Bethesda, right? They did. Yeah, they that did. might have been a move to increase the price. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they did it a long time ago, though. So I I don't know. Maybe. But I feel like if they last summer put that trailer out and just said 2022 instead of giving a firm, concrete date and then Todd Howard saying it's in ink, not pencil. Mm, okay. That's that's the, that's the problem to me. Because if they just said 2022 and then they delayed it, you know, the first half of 2023, okay, whatever. Happens all the time with video games. But they're messaging was not very good at all there. No. Yeah, makes you wonder what, what they've got. Uh, yeah. There's also the PC gaming show, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the same day there. Uh, yeah. I. We don't know what PlayStation is doing yet, right? That's No. That's a thing. <laughs> So, there's rumors that they might do something in June. Um, I think part of what's spurring that up is some news we'll talk about later with Final Fantasy. Um, so, we'll see. I think last year that showcase was in August. Mm. I imagine they'll do something. But there's really no reason for them to go in June. Um, I feel like if they could go before Microsoft, then they could really smack them in the ass knowing that Starfield's been delayed, and they come out there and say, God of War's out in September. You know, yeah, I saw like people be being like, hey, uh, God of War coming out the day that Starfield was supposed to come out, and I'm like, it can't work like that, can it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but man, that would be wild if they did that. Absolutely wild. Uh, all right. I also saw some people saying that Sony has no reason to release God of War this year. Like, why would they do that? And I'm like, dude, if they can get it out, they should get it out. Their, comp- their main competition 
direct competition has nothing this fall. Nothing major. Why not just completely own a own a conversation and just dominate them this fall? Yeah. Makes no sense. Why yeah. they wouldn't want to release it? Like distract people from the fact that hey, your uh, subscription service isn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, we know I mean, we know Xbox is gonna like make up for it in like what they'll get for Game Pass. Like yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. PlayStation subscription service, we have a partial list. Games that will be available at launch um, for... Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> for the extra and deluxe. Some yeah. of them. Obviously the classics is for the deluxe, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to read uh, off premium. every single game, um, but you do get the yeah. Spider-Man um, you do get the housemark stuff like Matterfall, Alienation, Rezogun's on here. They're giving away Rezogun and Returnal. They're already, yeah. I mean, Returnal came out last year, so I mean, is that yeah. the, is that the cadence? Is it a year yeah, behind I mean, their first party studios? It would seem to maybe be the case. I mean, Returnal's on here. Um. Demon Miles Souls. Morales, Demon Souls. Um, is yeah, Sackboy's not on here, but yeah, I mean, it would seem to basically be the case. So, yeah, and all these titles we're talking about right now are all first-party offerings. Like, there's a really fantastic list of first-party games here. Yeah. yeah, and these are just PS4, PS5 games. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, interestingly enough, I put I put another story in here. Uh, Ubisoft Plus is coming. It's gonna, it's gonna be packed in with a PlayStation Plus Extra. There's gonna be 27 games from Ubisoft that are going to be at that tier, um, including uh, such games as Steep. <laughs> yes, I mean, Zombie. okay. There's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's the only Assassin's Creed game I'm seeing here. <laughs> Uh, but that might be the only Assassin's Creed game you play for years, based on how big <laughs> that game is. Yeah, um, and the fact that they keep releasing content for it. I mean, there's some good stuff Can on I... here. I think Child of Light is a really good game. I feel like that should have been like on a PlayStation Plus list at some point. Yeah. Um, Can I interest you in Legendary Fishing? Isn't that your jam? Didn't you well, like, buy that something on Vita? Legend. I did not like buy Legendary Fishing. There was a real fishing anime visual novel Vita game. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Legendary Fishing. I'm looking at this right now. It's it's on Switch. I could mm. I could put this on my Switch and take it everywhere I go and just <laughs> do some fishing. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's also um, there's also Trackmania Turbo. There's Trials Fusion, Trials of the Blood Dragon, there's Trials Rising. Um, Watch Dogs is on here. Y'all want to play some Watch Dogs? The first one. Yes. Why? Want to hang out with Aiden Pierce? Yeah. Also, the first division, not the second one. I think that's weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's some fine games on this list for Ubisoft Plus. Uh, there's a yeah, reason no a one. Very... There, there's a reason no one subscribes to Ubisoft Plus. <laughs> yeah, but also this this isn't really the full Ubisoft Plus. This is just a very specific curated thing just for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not not the real deal thing. I think this will probably come to Xbox at some point. They probably signed a deal with Ubisoft to get this sort of stuff, which I think is something Sony needs to do. I mean, they need to have a solid launch. They need to have a lot of titles. They need to be willing to play in this arena. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's adding value to the service, and why not? Yeah. Um, outside of Ubisoft, there are some other third-party games. Um, coming. Uh, you got your NBA 2K22. Uh, I've been watching the playoffs. The playoffs have been good. You got yeah, your oh yeah. uh, you got your Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition. Got Dead Cells. Dead Ooh. Cells is great. Um, there's also Control Ultimate Edition, which is a, f- a great video game. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a pretty recent game. Could get there. I think probably the biggest list on, on the PS4, PS5 third-party games, or the biggest list, the biggest one is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even think Xbox has ever had Red Dead Redemption 2 in Game Pass, I don't think. Um, so this is a huge get. Yeah. Well, that surprised me. Sony has a really good relationship with Rockstar, but yeah, it's a great get for sure. All right. Okay, so... All right. There are some games here. Oh, man. What the fuck is this? Here are some games These that... These are gonna... all the old games. Okay, so the old games. Avail... Oh, my God. The classics. You got your Ape Escapes. You got your Hot Shots Golf. You got your IQ Intelligent Cube, Tyler. Ooh. IQ. <laughs> Jumping Flash. Siphon Filter, Super Stardust, Stardust Portable. And then you got Mr. Driller Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon. Oh, man. So those are, the, those are yeah. I mean, they call this an early look at a selection of games that will be available. This is not promising. This is... Pro- yeah. This so, is grim. <laughs> yeah, and then... Then, I don't know why this is all broken out. It's confusing as shit. But they do have some remasters of classic games that will be in there. Right, so like PlayStation 4 games. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, for example. Hot Shots Tennis. Uh, all the Jack games. Uh, Wild Arms 3. Uh, Bioshock Remastered. Borderlands A Handsome Collection. Bulletstorm. Kingdoms of Amor. Re-Reckoning. Lego Harry Potter Collection. So, that's not all of them, but... A huge list. I I think this is uh, for sure on the disappointing side when it comes to classic games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like this is I, this is a list. Good. They did give us a list here. They didn't give me any reasons to upgrade my subscription beyond like the basic shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, t- to me, I agree with you. And don't get me wrong, some of these games are cool. You know, Ape Escape, 
I love Apescape. It would be really cool to go back to that. And I get that they need to have content every month in this service, maybe in a year's time, especially on a classic game side, might be fucking banging. You know, it could be. But I think at launch here, it's not not pulling me in to say I need to spend $18 a month on this service right now. Um, and then really quick, just some of the PlayStation 3 games that are available only through streaming. The first Demon Souls, <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, a couple Hot Shots Golf games, both infamous games. Uh, Loco Roco, two Mo- Motorstorm games, Puppeteer bunch of ratchet and clank games resistance three but not the other ones doesn't make any sense tokyo jungle um castlevania lords of shadow two but not the first one enslaved first fear lost lost planet two but not any of the other ones ninja guide sigma two but not any of the other ones like (laughs) i don't don't understand that list either and i i certainly don't want to play ps3 games uh streaming i would rather go through the torture of turning my ps3 on to play these games yeah and And, you know know, it's just a dinosaur but you know it's better to me tyler noticeably absent are any ps2 games like all they've got are some remasters of ps2 games but they don't have any playstation 2 games on here yeah that's a good point i never really i didn't notice that with this list or vita games for that matter right yeah, it's all just PlayStation 1 and one PSP title. I'm sure the PS2 games will come. I mean, they need to. And yeah, I, don't get me wrong, though. I think pound for pound, when you're talking first party titles against Xbox's first party titles in their service, this blows Xbox out of the water just because Sony just has better first party titles. If you have not. Okay, I'm gonna push back. I'm games. gonna push back on that uh, okay. because Microsoft also has the whole Bethesda catalog. They do, yes, <laughs> they do now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, th- there's there's an argument there for sure. Uh, I I think I would still lean towards PlayStation on my end. I um, would, but I would say it doesn't blow it out of the water. That that's the thing I want to I want to push yeah. back on. <laughs> yeah. I see your point. I forgot about the Bethesda piece. I was more ta- just thinking like, you know, Halo, Gears, Forza, all that, all that good shit. Mm. Um, but if you have not played a lot of these games, I 100% think this service is worth it. Like the amount of awesome games on this list, even just on the PS4, PS5 side, is a fucking awesome. I think it'd be well worth it if you haven't played a lot of them. But as someone who has and played a lot of these games and even some of the ones that I haven't played don't necessarily call my name and then uh, the classic game list to me being a little disappointing uh, and not wanting to stream PS3 games I don't feel a need to upgrade my subscription right now down the road potentially but we'll see all right, Tyler, they might have changed your mind, though, because I know you are this kind of pervert. There's going to be trophies in those cl- in some of those classic games. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I dabble. Sometimes I, you know, fling, fling the nutsack of the trophies a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's cool. I'm, I'm, you know, for those people, I'm all for it. And if I played any of those games, I'm all for it. Okay. 
All right. I don't think it's going to get me to, to sign up. Though. All right. Just, you know, PSA for all the trophy perverts out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, too. When Game Pass launched, it was nice, but it was not what it is now at all. We got to give Sony a little bit of time here. I think it'll be really nice to come back next summer and say, where is this service at? How has it evolved month to month? How how invested is Sony going to be in this? Are they going to sign deals with indie games and third-party uh, partners like Microsoft does to launch their games into this service? Do they want to play that game, or, or are they just going to add stuff every month? Are they... Basically, are they going to go the Microsoft route, or are they going to go the Nintendo route and just drip-feed shit? Hmm. Who knows? Are they ever going to develop a PlayStation 3 emulator? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What what I what, I read about that recently saying in they're saying that they might have to develop it per game in emulator because of how fucked up the PS3 is. I don't know, Which, man. I feel like I don't know. People are already doing that work on PC. Um, yeah, that's true. That, that is true. And it you know? it looks really bad when people like who don't have all the architectural knowledge, all the uh, documentation and all of that are doing the thing that you seem to be incapable of doing. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. And when your rivals figure it out, like, yeah, I know the PS3 has completely wild and fucked up architecture, but there's smart people over there. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, the thing that really does it for me for Game Pass over this PlayStation Plus stuff is that, hey, Xbox has revert... Yeah, backwards compatibility, and you can just install those old games and run them. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you there. And, and the fact that they they launch brand new games into that service. Yeah, you know, I just think that that is just such killer value. All right, Tyler. Let's uh, let's. Get, let's get into the, this car and uh, let's drive up to uh, Jim Ryan and, you know, tell him to shut the fuck up for once. <laughs> yeah. um, so we haven't really talked about it too much on this podcast. I mean, there really hasn't. I mean, I just really haven't found a place to bring it up. Um, but in the United States, uh, a piece of case law is being overturned by this, well, is in the process of being overturned by the Supreme Court, uh, Roe versus Wade, which grants act, uh, the right to uh, get an abortion, uh, which is a very important right for people who, uh, you know, might have complications or cannot carry a child full term. Uh, it's it is a very important case. It is very important case law for people who want to retain their reproductive rights. Um, and Jim Ryan has come out and decided that, hey, we should respect everyone's point of view on this, um, on this potential court decision, uh, which, if the decision goes through, takes away the rights of over half the population. Um, so, you know, that's bad, that's very bad, Jim Ryan. Like, I know you do these fucking newsletters to all your employees. You don't... 
you don't have to talk about this, and if you're going to talk about it, you shouldn't fucking sit on the fence like fucking dingus. Um, just really fucking stupid shit here. Jim Ryan, shut the fuck up. We don't care about your cats when you, when you come out here and lead with, hey, we should respect the opinions of people who don't want us to have our rights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think him coming out and saying, like, hey, respect people's opinions, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it's what this issue is about. And I'm with you. Like, sitting on the fence on this issue is... Just makes you look like an idiot. And at that point, you shouldn't have said anything at all. Yeah. And, it, yeah, um, I'm with you. Yeah, it's this and, and, on top of other things that are happening at uh, Sony First Party Studios that is a, an extremely bad look. Um, Insomniac is uh, seeking to – is doing a donation to uh, um, abortion funds um, and that Sony will match, uh, but they're doing it privately through Sony's own – like their corporate-approved um, charity donations – which will also include anti-abortion charities, um, that they will also match those donations as well. Uh, it's a very... And they refuse to, like, allow Insomniac to come out with a joint statement with uh, PlayStation Studios in support of uh, people who want to retain uh, the, uh, the Roe vs. Wade uh, case law. So, yeah. Just a very, yeah, very, very bad look for Sony. Yeah. It's just one of those things of like, I don't know, did they even necessarily need to say anything? Because now they've just opened up a can of worms that is just kind of odd. It, it, the way they're handling it. Yeah. And having Bungie, too. Like, I, I Bungie, you see it all the time. Like, they are... They're very outspoken on stuff. They speak their mind. Yeah. And to have Jim Ryan going out there and being like, man, whatever. However you feel, you're okay to feel that way. And then on the flip side, having a, this studio that they're about to own, like completely out there speaking their mind and doing what they want, I think it's going to create some very weird dynamics within the Sony family. Um, and Jim Ryan, he seems like a guy that, to me, when it comes... He, he's a fucking robot with this stuff. And I'm sure he doesn't want to speak on behalf of the whole company only because Sony is a global company in a lot of different countries. But it's just such a hot-button issue that it's like... Eh. I don't, I, you're just making yourself look fucking stupid to me. And yeah, I don't know. I'm more on Budgie's side here. Like, nine judges should not be telling any woman what they can and cannot do with their body. Yeah. It's fucking stupid overall. But yeah, and you know, especially when some of those judges swore they wouldn't be doing this thing. And yeah, lied under exactly. oath and aren't going to be held accountable for that. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's so fucked up. It 
it gets me riled up. Yeah. Whenever I read about it, it's just, it frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. It, it's one of those things of, to me, I know there's people out there that feel the opposite, but like, this just shouldn't even be a political issue, in my opinion. Like, everybody knows what the right thing to do is. And that's to, in my opinion, have people have the right to do what they want or need to do. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. What? <laughs> I mean, it's... It is a very historically complicated thing that I can't really get into mm-hmm. on this podcast. Like, it wasn't always a Republican. It wasn't even always a Christian thing. It was a very small subset of a of a Christian group that brought it to prominence and has somehow, like, got the fucking money behind them to fucking boost it, like, to fucking astroturf this, this thing that, you know, the majority of Americans don't agree with um, and just somehow force it into law it's just it's not a fucking democracy like it's pretty clear that we don't live in a real democracy when you know such a small group of people who have so much power can fucking overrule what everyone thinks should be the case what should be right in this in this country it's it's fucked up (laughs) yeah I agree. It's it's going backwards. It's it's frustrating. And I mean, the last thing I'll say is to like, well, the last two things I'll say. One, I personally would like to see the whole email. I don't know if that's out there, um, because I want to honestly know why and how he ties his fucking cats into this. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you would do that at all because once again it just makes you look fucking stupid like the, like you you start by talking about an issue that almost everyone feels some way very strongly about and and then you go into talking about your cats and their birthdays like what why 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 do this PR damage to yourself it doesn't make sense I'm going to be quite honest, like, I. why the fuck does a CEO do a newsletter at all? Who the fuck in the company cares what they think? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, yeah. they do these things to make themselves seem relatable, but when you think about it for even a fucking second, there are very, very few people within Sony who can relate to to Jim Ryan, the CEO of yes. the company. Yeah. I was reading that sometimes in those newsletters, he'll talk like, oh, these are my favorite restaurants in France. And it's like, dude, how, like you, like you just said, how many people can honestly relate to that? Probably almost everyone that works for you can't go to France, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, maybe the four or five people who report directly to you can maybe relate to that, but, like, no one else. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's move on here. Let's talk about uh, video games and when they might come out. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's real no good way to get out of that one. Yeah. 
the uh, update to The Witcher 3, the uh, new-gen update, is now releasing in Q4 of 2022. Um, I feel like they gotta hit this. Like, what what are they doing? Yeah, I, I feel for like, sure. mm, yeah, like that. CD Projekt Red really fucked up. They did, yeah. I think you know part of this delay is just from them taking over from Saber Interactive. Yeah, but yeah, I mean they gotta hit it, and they gotta like they, they just gotta get it right. I think it's the most important piece. Hopefully this isn't a disaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to to check it out though. Yeah. I don't know if I'll play through the whole thing again just because it's a very very long game, but uh, it's a it's a fantastic game and I I really want to see it uh, on next gen systems. Yeah. Uh, we've got some games that are delayed to 2023. If all of you people out there want to start making your 2023 lists. Um, we've got Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Um, that sure is a title. Uh, they've also, in addition to delaying it to 2023, have canceled the PlayStation 4 and, uh, Xbox One versions of that video game. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like we're going to see this more and more. Yeah. Um, of canceling last-gen versions and... Especially, you, you, typically, Test Drive is a very um, beautiful-looking game in the ones that I've played and, and seen. I haven't played all of them, but... So maybe maybe they're really pushing it uh, on those systems. It just wasn't working right. And, yeah. Yeah, but... Jesus Christ. Well, well, we'll get to the other ones that are also delayed to 2023. Yeah, uh, other delays include Chaya... Uh... That's early 2023. This, if you don't remember, this is the uh, Pacific Islander Breath of the Wild game. Um, it looked pretty neat uh, when, on the first look. So, yeah. Yeah. Also in 2023, Kerbal Space Program 2, which I feel like we've known about forever. Yeah. Um, first announced uh, 2019 with a 2020 release window. Oh, what happened to 2020? <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> and it, yeah. has, it has been pushed ever since and now being pushed to 2023. Dude. Gotta send those Kerbals to space. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm all for delays, but it has honestly made this the rest of this year. Now, there's summer showcases. We'll see what might happen. But it's made this year very weird for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, just we might as well just make our game of the year list right now. You know? like Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know what's going to probably take it. Uh, but it's like, holy shit, what, what is even coming out? Um, there's just so many massive games that have been delayed to next year to the point where next year could be an absolutely amazing and stacked year but everything's got to hit next year too and if if this year's anything there's no guarantees at all no um but man it's a uh, it's honestly a strange strange year i'm looking at this article of uh 
Well, I think I, I think IGM might even have a better one of games that have got delayed to 2023, just big games that that Game Informer has at the bottom. The Kerbal one is PGA Tour, Kerbal, Breath of the Wild 2, Pragmata, Redfall, Starfield, Suicide Squad, Kill Justice League, Test Drive. That's just a few of them. Mm. I mean, damn. Well, Tyler, you don't just have to have to delay games. You could also just announce games for way too far in advance. <laughs> uh, which is my <laughs> yeah. opinion of this announcement. A sequel to Greedfall, Greedfall 2, The Dying World, got announced. It's coming in 2024 for PC and unspecified consoles. Tyler, I don't think this is coming out on PlayStation 4. Um, yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In 2024, if we're still releasing PlayStation 4 games, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. I also don't trust a release date this, f- or even a year this far in advance. So. Yeah, I don't necessarily know why they wouldn't say it's coming to PS5 or something. That's kind of weird. Maybe they know um, something we don't. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Announcing it very soon. At least they're not giving a specific date like fucking Starfield. You know, 2024. Still still ways away. And, uh, yeah, I think this game has... The first game sold 2 million copies. So I think for this studio, this publisher, that is a massive success for them. So it doesn't surprise me. And I always felt like this game kind of looked neat. If a little janky. But it's... That's just kind of old school Bioware sort of feel. And that's... I mean, that's where here's developer a, spider seems to be slotting in. Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if that's when Dragon Age comes out, too. Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I don't... Dragon Age definitely is not out this year. and It would not surprise me if it's uh, in 2024. <sighs> but yeah. So, we'll see. Got our sights set pretty far in the future. We'll also get some more news next month. About Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Tetsuya Nomura is going to have some news for us. I mean, I don't know. I hope that these come out faster than the first part of the remake. I feel like they've done a lot of the work. Uh, (laughs) At least, I mean, I hope, I hope. Uh, Yeah. I, I hope that they obviously very much uh, officially announce it and maybe even give a title, like the official title for it. Um, and I hope it's it's out sooner rather than later, too. I don't think it'll be before Final Fantasy sixteen, but probably 2024, I would think. Okay. Would make sense. Get Final Fantasy sixteen out next year and Final Fantasy seven. What if, 2024. What if Final Fantasy VII is this year? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. That would blow blow my fucking mind. That'd be so cool. But no, it's a Tetsuya Nomura game. No way. All right. No way. I guess um, you have a but point. But yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Uh, Norman Reedus has become a little bit leaky here. He's he's been He's been leaking out here. Norman Reedus, loose-lipped, talking about a potential sequel to Death Stranding. He, he seems to think that it's happening. He's he's doing more Death Stranding. We're going to see more 
more of that, uh, more of, what's the fucking name of that game? Bridges, whatever. Sam Bridges. We're going to see more yeah. Sam Bridges in the future. I don't think he'll be advertising a motorcycle show in that game, but who knows? I'm not sure what he's doing in TV right now. I think they're wrapping up The Walking Dead. Wait, they're still doing The Walking Dead. They are final season. All right, how yeah. many how many times during the wa- during the course of The Walking Dead Dead have they said final season? Um <laughs> once okay but i'm pretty sure i mean i have i stopped watching season a few episodes into season nine i think okay question 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 in your time walking watching walking dead how many times have you thought hey is this the final season (laughs) i feel like it should have ended with season nine myself because major characters left in season nine to the point where i was like why keep going? And I just, I couldn't get into it anymore. And the writing just got so corny and dumb. And yeah. And, and before even season nine, it really fell off a cliff, I'd say after six. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess so, you can see why Norman Reedus would go for a super serious role such as Sam Bridges in the hit title <laughs> Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. Totally right. grounded, totally serious. Yeah. Yeah, he basically is out there saying that they just started the second one and he started doing mocap and all this stuff. I mean, he's just out here not giving a shit. And I'm sure... I feel like this a sequel to Death Stranding is absolutely going to happen at this point. Uh, it's only a matter of time before it gets announced. Do you think um, Kojima Productions is still doing the, is doing this one? or Because Sony does own the IP. They could have anyone do it. Yeah, I, I just feel like they wouldn't do this without Kojima. I mean, Kojima's brain is kind of what made the first game so weird and different. Um, I still very much want to play it through it at some point. I need to do that, but but uh, yeah, I just don't see them doing it without him. It's kind of his his brainchild. Maybe though, I, I could I could maybe see. Maybe another developer developed. Yeah, that's what that's Kojima what I was still involved. That's what Is I'm that what thinking. You're saying? I'm thinking. Okay. Hey, Sony Bend, fuck Days Gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna fucking work on this. Kojima's gonna tell you what to do. Shut up and take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they, if uh, Bend's the right studio for that. But... Is Bend the Who wrong knows? studio for that? I think they are. Yeah, <laughs> really? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, they do I, open. I, they've done open world. They've done a open world. I think Days Gone's the only one they really did that's open world. So I don't know. If if you had another studio making it in the PlayStation family, it would probably be Gorilla because Death Stranding was made on the Decima engine. Yeah, that is Gorilla's engine. So. But does Grill have capacity for that? I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Uh, it, we will probably find out at one of the Jeff Keighley events this, this year. I'm going to say that. Either the Summer One or Game Awards. Side, side talk here. Do you think Kojima picked the Decima engine just because he liked the big robots in, in uh, Horizon? 
It wouldn't surprise me. It's, it seems like a very Kojima thing. Uh, it's like big robots. Yeah. I also like big robots. Um, yes. Yeah. Don't have anything to connect it into this. Embracer group. They just they just got... I, we talked about this last time, but they just got the uh, these Square Enix properties, and they're, they're already saying sequels, remakes, remasters, and spinoffs for them. They're saying these things. I don't, it's going to take a while. Oh, yeah. But they did say Deus Ex. And I want more Deus Ex. Because Cyberpunk is just so fucking stupid. <laughs> I feel like Deus Ex could, uh, you know, fill that, fill that void in my heart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm sure, I'm sure Bracer has a ton of ideas for these IPs, because they're, especially Doom Raider, it's pretty big IPs, there's a lot they can do with them, but, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna take a long time. Yeah. For sure, but I think, uh, one thing we've seen from Embracer and, and a lot of their subsidiaries is doing remasters leading into some sort of sequel a remake or something like that. So I think we'll definitely see old Tomb Raider games be remastered or maybe even uh, just this recent trilogy, maybe bring the two recent Deus Ex games forward or something like that. I, I think absolutely that's, that stuff's bound to happen based off of their trajectory and what they do. <sighs> yeah. We got one more thing on the list here, Tyler. I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's all good. What's I, on this I list? Just, I, just, What's last I just felt like all the energy leave my body, but you know what? I can do this. EA's trying to fucking sell themselves to literally anybody. <laughs> They're exploring mergers or acquisitions. They've talked to so many different companies. They've tried to merge with NBC Universal. They've talked to Apple and and uh, other companies about acquiring them. It's just like there's so much they've been trying to do. It's just not happening. It's not happening at the moment. But they are still for sale. Very much for sale. I don't know who buys EA. Who fucking bothers d doing that? That seems like a lot to take on. <laughs> Yeah, but I think there's also probably a lot of money that could be made there. What I find interesting, and this is actually the first that I've read about this, uh, so this is a little new to me, but I find it very interesting that they've been talking with NBC, Universal, um, which I think is also Comcast. Comcast owns NBC. Uh, yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, so they've been talking to them, Disney, Apple, and Amazon, so not necessarily any direct competitors, any console manufacturer, anything like that. So I would imagine they're trying to pursue those sort of mergers or acquisitions so that they could remain some form of independence. That's, you know, I, still, I think those companies would still want to have their way with certain things. But I find that that piece of this very interesting. According to this article from Kotaku, the deal with NBC Universal got the furthest along, but 
still nothing's nothing's done. And yeah, just I kind of find it pretty wild that EA is out there like totally shopping themselves. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before EA's bought up. And we've talked about Ubisoft past few weeks too. Like they're totally going to get bought up. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of major independent publishers left. Honestly. The only major one that'll probably be left is fucking Embracer Group. God. Wouldn't surprise me. Warner, you know, Warner's, you know, they recently got sold off from AT&T and merged with Discovery. So it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe want to spin off their games division through, you know, in a year, two, three years or something like that, just to not have to deal with that. Um... You know, we know AT&T was thinking about it when they owned Warner. So, wouldn't surprise me if Warner gets bought, bought at some point. Yeah. It's all it's all going going to happen. This is really fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, it's uh we're we're going to live under like two or three corporations and uh, that's that's all that those are the only only uh companies we can give money to. It's uh, yeah. it sure is a thing. Jeez. It is. It's a it's a seller's market for sure. Or buyers, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Actually, it's a little bit of both, I guess. Andrew Wilson saw how much money Bobby Kotick was gonna get and was like, "I want yeah. a piece of that." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're no Microsoft in terms of an overall company, but do you see Sony buying a publisher at all? No. Like EA, Square Enix, no. Warner, maybe. No, it's not happening. I don't see that either. I, I feel like they'll just keep continuing to make single purchases, I guess. Like hmm. Bungie and all the other studios they bought recently. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just wouldn't like surprise me, uh, by the end of the year if EA or Ubisoft maybe even both have been sold or like agreed to a deal with someone yeah I'll just put it yeah. out there everyone out there I'm for sale if you want to if you want to <laughs> buy my services uh, yeah just you definitely. know drop drop a drop a quick you know half billion in my bank account and I'll think about it I'll yeah. think about it. I mean, hey, I'm sure if someone wants to buy this podcast, we'll we'll have those talks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you want to send in queries about buying this podcast, you could do that uh, via email <laughs> at PlayStationReportPodcast like at gmail.com. Give us ratings and reviews. Don't tank our reviews to lower the value of this podcast, you scum <laughs> uh, five stars only and share us with your friends tell them that we're great because we are um, follow us on twitter at PS Report Podcast. you can find me at the arctic sloth you can find Tyler and his youtube channel at plugged on vids until next week be good to each other play your video games and ciao